Welcome to the Fitness Candor Podcast. Your host, Eric Feigl, will be bringing you the truth about exercise and the fitness industry. You'll hear from fitness professionals, exercise science professors and researchers, fitness industry entrepreneurs and leaders, as well as people who simply love to talk shop. Stick around after the show to learn how you can get your topic in an upcoming episode. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, a quick note before we jump into the podcast. It's actually a recording from a course that I teach at Cincinnati State called Business for Personal Trainers. Scott Goodpaster, who is the owner of Cincinnati Functional Fitness, was kind enough to drop by, uh, share some knowledge of of how he got started, the kind of work ethic it it takes to break into the fitness industry. Um, and also he shared some of his failures, which I think is, is huge and very important and insightful, especially if you're thinking about getting into the fitness industry or if you're, you know, a young entrepreneur in the fitness industry, not really sure what to do. Um, if you're afraid to fail, you're definitely going to want to listen to this one. But anyway, I hope you take something from it and, uh, enjoy the show. When you run a, a, a personal training facility, this is the foundation. Think of the foundation of a house. All right, a house, you can't see the foundation, right? But it holds that, that whole house together or that building together. This is the foundation it takes to run a personal training facility, okay? Work ethic, number one work ethic. If you go back to my dad's generation, it was the greatest generation, okay? Those guys used to show up to work early and would not leave till the job was done. They looked room and looked their best. They would shake your hand and they had work. They would, if they said they would do something, they would do it. So my dad's generation was the greatest generation. Why? Because it was a culture, his entire generation. They believed in things, they fought for things. They were willing to die for things, okay? These days, guess what we have? We, we have the internet, internet. We have instant gratification. So you have guys all over the place, and, and females, okay, that are self-proclaimed experts, okay? They're blowing up all over face, Facebook, they're blowing up all over Instagram, and they're making all this money, and they haven't trained one single person. And they're misrepresenting themselves. Okay, so the internet allows us to skip our churn, it allows us to go from the end of the line to the front of the line, all through the internet. Got it? So, work ethic. Today's work ethic, it's disappearing. Nobody wants to work long and hard hours anymore. All right, and you you guys and girls, you're at Cincinnati State, and you're gonna get your degree. You gotta ask yourself the question, just because you get that for your degree, does life open up for you? No, it doesn't open up for you. A four-year degree, here you go, Connor, is a ticket to a dance. What's a ticket to the dance get you? It gets you into the dance. Does it, does it get you friends? No. Does it get you a, a hot dance partner? No. Does it get you a hot date? No. Do you get a good seat? No. It gets you inside the dance. That's your degree. Now, once you uh, get your degree and get inside that dance, that's where hard work begins, okay? 
that's where you get into the dance. Now, now you have to sweat and, and work hard to shuffle yourself and maneuver yourself up to a good seat. That's where you have to get your game on to get a hot, hot dance partner and even leave with a date. All right? So let's understand. That, that takes work. So let's understand what a college education is. It is an opportunity. You work four hard years to get an opportunity, four hard years to get a college degree. All right? So what's an opportunity? An opportunity is to go into the workplace and, and be seen, to get interviews, to be considered. Okay, once you're considered, okay, how, how are you gonna stand out from the competition? Because there can be competition. How are you gonna stand out from the competition? How are you gonna get a job and keep a job? All right, how do you, it's what your mom and dad always teach you growing up. You have to be honest. You have to come correct. You have to do what you say you're gonna do. If I, if, if I say be here at eight o'clock, do not show up at 8.01, all right? Or even worse, don't show up at all. And when you show up, are you gonna do your absolute best? Or are you gonna do the minimum work just not to get your boss up your butt or not to get fired? You gotta do your absolute best, no less and a little bit more. That's how you're gonna stand out. And that, you, you have to have that accountability, that responsibility, that high degree of standard. This is what we're all missing in today's society. So that's how you get ahead of the person that says, oh, I'll, I'll just do that tomorrow and blow it off. No bosses, no leaders like that stuff. I'll just do that tomorrow, okay? Don't be like that average, mediocre guy or girl. Be better than that. So society these days is, why should I do something today when I can do it tomorrow? Instead of like it used to be when my client Sam was growing up, okay? Why should you do something tomorrow when you can get it done today? Do not procrastinate and wait on things. Don't be mediocre, don't be average. You will never, ever, ever run a personal training facility by yourself if you do not have that work ethic. Number one. Um, I mean, look, look at Facebook. Not, not that Facebook's bad. I mean, it, it isn't just a gossip sewer, but it's good to create uh, awareness and, and, and all that stuff. I've got one client 12 years off Facebook. Okay, maybe I'm doing it wrong or I'm not spending enough time on it, but we'll talk about how you get clients later. But look at, look at uh, Facebook, 6 a, when is the biggest hit on Facebook? Not 6 a.m. in the morning, not 8 p.m. at night. When do you, when you guys and girls think the biggest hit on Facebook is and Instagram and Snapchat and all that stuff? 11 p.m. During the day, during work hours. So nobody's working anymore. They're on their cell phones on Facebook looking up uh, gossip sewer stuff. Well, yeah, I, I ate a peanut butter jelly sandwich and blah, blah, blah. Who cares? So be careful, don't get caught up because we are addicted to cell phones. Be careful, it's, all, it's that instant gratification. 
So if you want to be successful, you've got to be uh, significant. And folks, to be significant, it takes several things. It takes working hard. It takes taking no shortcuts. You gotta, you gotta put your head down and work, man. You, you gotta take no shortcuts. And it also takes overcoming adversity and challenges. Those are the times that make you the most with running a business. Or anything, relationships, uh, friendship, anything. You gotta overcome that stuff. You gotta have pers perseverance and grit, okay? So number one is, is work ethic. If you don't have a work ethic like my dad's days, the greatest generation, I'm gonna highly recommend you right now, do not run your business. Don't do it, okay? Work ethic is dying in today's society. But not with Eric and I and, and, and Ryan and Connor, we're personal trainers. We instill that stuff right back in our clients. No job in the world can do that, no job. If you want to lose 10 pounds, what do you have to have? All the principles that we're losing. Priorities, uh, commitment, sacrifice, work ethic. They're all dying, delay gratification. Oh, I want, a, I want a six pack in, in, in one week. No, man, you gotta have commitment on your nutrition. You gotta be in the gym, you gotta bust your butt. Okay? So, so work ethic, number one. Number two, I think passion. You have to have a passion for what you do. It has to light you on fire. It has to make your soul sing. Okay, passion integrates discipline. It integrates a love for what you do. It integrates tenacity. If you're passionate, you're gonna be one of the best around with whatever you do. And this subject is gonna be personal training, personal training business. So passion, nothing I, I think passion is one of the number one thing. I think it, it helps work ethic. So it could trump it, but the work ethic could trump that too. So work ethic and passion. Number two, or number three, is uh, personality. And this, this is an honest guy's truth. I see trainers out there, I see it all the time. They are not good technicians, they're not good with their skill, but they got a oozing dynamic personality, caring for their clients, and they're rocking and rolling. And I'm like, they, this, this guy, this trainer doesn't even know how to correct a push-up. And he's, and he's busy. But you gotta study that. You got, why is that person busy? Because of personality. If you can't engage, if you can't connect, if you can't uh, make your clients tick, Connection and engagement is huge. Personality is huge, huge in business. Try, be, try being a businessman and going out to a business dinner, dinner and having no personality. You won't land that, that job. No way, man, no way. Okay, so work ethic, passion, uh, personality. You have to continue to learn, number, number four. Continue to learn. Now, I've done some research. Us Americans, Okay, spend 312 hours a year in our car. That's the average. I know other Americans travel a lot more and a lot less and all that, but that's the average, 312 hours in your car. Turn that thing into a library. What do you, what do you listen to? Uh, Dr. Dre and Eminem and 
you're wasting your time if you want to be a businessman. All that, all that's fun and, and, and dandy, but manifest your potential, man. One idea on a personal growth CD, business CD, personal training CD, whatever it is, one idea can make you a million dollars. And I'm not kidding you, okay? So utilize that, that time learning. Go to workshops. Surround yourself with, with people that, that are doing well and pay for it. And don't ever, don't ever tell anybody, well, that's too expensive. I can't afford that. But I mean, you know what? When I was a trainer, I've been training for 20 years, I made, before that, I made eight bucks an hour behind the desk. All right? And I went to a workshop with eight bucks an hour behind the desk. That blew up my career, blew it up. And then I became a trainer. Okay, so look at it as an investment not a cost, not a registration fee. Because if you're one of those girls or boys, I'm, I'm sorry, but you're learning, you're not gonna grow, you won't prosper in whatever field you're trying to prosper in. Okay? Pay for that. Workshops, books, books are the cheapest thing, man. You, books influence who you are. What you read influences a, a lot of who you are. Yeah, and I know who you hang out with as well. But read books, listen to podcasts on business, personal training, go to workshops, perform better, idea, there's so many of them out there. Um, consult, that's where I picked up a lot of my knowledge, consulting with, with my mentor. And I'll, I'll be straight honest with you, every time I go down to see him, it's a $4,000 trip, $4,000. I make it happen, I put it on my credit card, okay, I'll pay it off. Yeah, I know credit card's bad debt, but I don't have the $4,000 at the time. I need to make it happen. I'll say, I'll work hard and I'll sweat and I'll, I'll pay it off. But it got me to where I am. It got me to where I am. The knowledge that, that you soak in from a world-class individual and pay that kind of money is nothing. $4,000 turned into $80,000, okay? So continue to learn. Um, Surround your number, uh, just number five, right? Surround yourself with articulate, bright, and innovative individuals. If you want to be cutting edge, all right, surround yourself with, with cutting edge. And pick, and, and pick their brain. And again, pay for it. All right, so surround yourself with, with uh, articulate, bright, and innovative businessmen. Because one of my, I surround myself with my, my businessman, I, I call him at least once a month. Because I, after 12 years, I'm still making mistakes. After 12 years, and I'll share some of those mistakes with you, you know? But get a business mentor, get a personal training mentor. Because those guys, and, and make sure they're older, way older, and, and they, they experience and, and very successful. Because you know what? In, in youth, we learn, in age, we understand. You can't, you can't take away wisdom on a 50-year-old guy that ran his business or 67 years old. I mean, that's, that's a gold mine, man. So find that person. And if you have to pay for it, pay for it. But that's how you get to the next level. Slam dunk, is it? I promise you. Okay? And, any questions? That is the foundation. We haven't hit the facility yet, all that stuff. That, that's coming right now. Okay? So... 
right now, I know, I know I said save your questions at the end, but before I move on, anybody have questions about, about that foundation that I just spoke about? Are there any podcasts that you'd uh, recommend, like just off the top of your head? Um, for business? For business? Either way, business or personal training. You know what? You could get, it's so saturated. Right. It's a great question because you can go, like, you know, I like learning the training stuff still, although I'm a businessman. Maybe that's why I'm still making mistakes. But I, I'm all, I'm one, I want to do one system world class. So I'm always studying my mentor, Juan Carlos Santana. I mean, there's a Mike Boyle, there's a Mark Versailles, there's all these wonderful menus out there. And I can tell you right now, Todd Durkin, if you're business, Todd Durkin and Alan Cosgrove, Alan and, and Rachel Cosgrove. Business, business, personal training business. Square foot by square foot, Alan Cosgrove's crushing it, crushing it. I mean, well over a million dollars gross. Personal training facility. Todd Durkin, same thing now. This is um, a little bit bigger because it has two spots. But those two guys pay for it. Hey, I want to learn from you. Don't, I mean, they'll charge you, but don't make time for you. But they have mentorships that are cheaper that you can go for a week and learn. Way cheaper. If you want that intimate consulting, you can do that as well. Look Todd Durkin in San Diego. Look up results fitness. Results fitness. Is Alan and uh, Rachel Cosgrove, Todd Durkin is Fitness Quest 10. And you, you look him up on YouTube, that dude is a motivational you know what. Durkin. I mean, yeah, and, and be honest with you, he, he's an awesome coach too, but his motivation, he'll make you work 50% harder. It's ridiculous, man. I've never seen a guy like that in my life. Um, Alan and, and Rachel, they are, they, they are so smart when it, when it comes to running a business. So smart. So you can't go wrong with them. Find podcasts on that. Mike Boy has a lot of podcasts on business, personal training. Juan Carlos Santana, my mentor, a lot of, of more training and training the human spirit and, and all that stuff. Mark for is really good. It used to be Athletes Performance, Mark for Stegen. It's uh, called Exos now. Can you spell his last name? V E R S T E G E N for Stegen. If you look at Exos, you'll you'll find. Yeah, they they got like five spots now. I did a mentorship there a long time ago. It was awesome. All right, so those you you can't go wrong, but you can get lost, man. You kind of got to pick one or two, you right, know. Right, right. You get drowned in that stuff. All right. All right. Any any more questions before uh, we go on? If you think of something, we'll, we'll come back and we'll uh, do a Q&A as well, like I said. All right, this is my first time um, speaking on like what, what it takes to run a successful uh, personal training facility. And I, you know, when Eric said, hey, can you do this for me? I'm like, yeah, man, I love talking to classes and impacted kids, because I, I was in your spot before. You know, I'm, I'm almost 46 years old, but I graduated, it took me 10 years to get a degree. I was in your spot, so I know what you're going through. But I had a knot in my stomach. I'm like, I've never really spoken on a facility. And then I had to look back at all these numbers and all these victories and failures. So it, thank Eric, because this is going to be an awesome presentation in the future. I mean, I'm going to make it a really good, but this is a, this is a start for you guys. So I'm going to make it good for you too. 
So a facility, if you're wanting to run a facility, it is by far the easiest, easiest thing to do, okay? To get started, I should say, to get started. Why? Because you can get a bank loan. You can find investors. Your clients will uh, go to bat for you. So all of, a, all of a sudden, you have the money to do it. You got a bank loan, you got investors, okay? So three words on a facility. People make mistakes, okay? People make mistakes, and this relates to all real estate. Three words, location, 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 okay? I've watched people and trainers go out of business that had a really cool spot with low rent. What do you, guess what was wrong with that spot? Wrong location, no people, no demographic, no parking, can't find it, and it's dangerous. Bam, out of business. So location is huge, okay? My advice for you is to, uh, is to be patient, take your time, be patient, take your time, and you're gonna sweat looking for a facility. But find the right location, all right? And then, and then negotiate, then negotiate. All right, so the facility is the easiest one. Why? Because you can have a client like this guy that will invest in you, okay? Because he believes in you. You change his life, you impact him as a trainer. Or you can get a bank loan because your mom and dad can sign it and there it goes. He knows more about it than, than I do, right, Sam? All right, so, so location. Okay, what about the size of your facility? My advice, less is more. Less is more. Maximize your space. Do not start too big where you cannot sustain that, that, that beast. So my advice is start small, start small, and go out to your small community and get a couple hundred people fired up about what you do. There you go, you're in business, you're in business, okay? Just start small, size is huge. Don't be like, man, I got the, the money, I got investors, I'm gonna open up a 10,000 square foot and it's a, like a wrong location and it's too big, you can't sustain it, you're gonna go under. So start small. This is this my experience, I'm being pure authentic and I'm just explaining what, you know, what I've gone through. So equipment, what about your equipment when you open up a personal training facility? That stuff's gonna cost a lot of money. But, you can train somebody, how much is a stability ball? 25 bucks? Speaking of stability ball, let's, let's talk about it. So 25 bucks for a stability ball. What about a stability ball where you could do, I don't know how many things on that thing, versus a, a uh, leg extension machine that costs 3,000 bucks? You're wasting your money, man. You're wasting your money. So you can start uh, equipment like stability ball, bands, little sandbags, dumbbell racks, benches, and you're, you're good to go. Then after you generate business and get the community fired up and you're in business making money, all right, I want that machine. 
Bam, I got space for it. I, I want uh, this versa climber. I, I got space for it. That, and then start adding a little bit. Okay? So equipment. Don't go crazy on that equipment. Do not go crazy. Bathrooms, my mistake. My mistake at CFF. Uh, I, I was just a little kid in a candy store, like, oh my God, my client invested me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna take a risk, blah, blah, blah. I didn't have really control of the renovation too much. I relied on him. Oh my God, the bathrooms cost like 30 plus thousand dollars for the tile they put in that place. What a waste of money, what a waste of money. Some people will tell you, you know, people don't come to you to go to the bathroom and take showers. They come for a good workout. Some businessmen, personal training facility uh, people say that, but I think you have to have a shower. That, you don't have to go all out on a 30,000 plus project for a bathroom. Have a toilet, have a urinal, and, and a little sh one shower and you're, you're good. Don't dress up with the tile. So don't, don't do what I did, that was a mistake. I could have saved so much money at the beginning, so much money. And after you build it or renovate it or wherever you are, make sure your facility is clean. Don't, don't leave this spot uh, dusty and dirty because no client's gonna wanna come in and worry about dust and dirt and infections and all that. So make sure your facility is clean. Marketing, I'll be honest with you, I, st I still struggle with this and I think people struggle with this the most. Um, marketing, marketing you, you, you have to have some kind of marketing. Now, you're starting a business, you don't have money to go spend on all this marketing. I've done that. I'm telling you, it doesn't work. And I'll share a little bit of what I've done to kind of think that, that th this was my marketing. Okay, what am I doing right now? I'm getting out to the community, I'm talking to you guys. This, this is marketing, my business. Eric's putting it all over here. Okay, so I'm marketing it right now, right? Okay, so I looked up on the internet when I was first, when I first opened CFF, I'm like, you know, I don't wanna deal with the, the nutrition. I, I, my clients aren't gonna listen to me to eat chicken, broccoli, and sweet potato, and all, all this stuff, you know? It, it's a pain, I'm good at what I do, and I wanna work them out, give them shape, give them stronger. So I looked up the uh, Bengals nutritionist. So I'm gonna connect with her, I'm gonna create a relationship with her. So what do I do? I email her, hey, I, I'd like to see some clients to you. I want to know what you do, blah, blah, blah. That was me just reaching out, reaching out. She's like, what's me? So I met her. Guess what we did? We formed a friendship, a relationship. She sent me clients. Gosh, this was back in 2006. They're still with me today. She sent me like 10 clients that are still with me today. Still. Just from doing that. That was my marketing. You know, you know, I talk at universities. I do. I talk at uh, wrestling camps, swimming camps. That's marketing. That's yeah. Time is money. You don't get paid for that, but that's that's cheaper than me spending thousands of dollars. Right? What else? What else have I done? Uh, Brian Calkins, really good trainer, in Cincinnati. Do you, do you know Mary? You said own health health style fitness. Really great guy. But that guy was on, I was sitting watching 11 o'clock, or no, 10 o'clock news one night, and I saw this trainer on there, and he, I mean, he, he was a really good trainer, I could see, he's very bright, he did a good job, I'm like, I'm just gonna email the guy and say, congratulations for being on the news, great job, you know, I'd love to connect with you. I've all, I, this is like years ago, 
I just met him last year. It was all through internet. I feel like I know him. He's like one of my boys. But guess what he did? He he was more women boot camp. He sent all these guys to me that are with me still today for the last six, seven years. Those are little tricks that you can do. I mean, I I didn't know that would generate business, you know, but I wanted to, to hustle. You gotta get out there and hustle. I watched the one, uh, I was training in wrestling, like wrestling specific, you know, um, and I saw a, a kid, Dustin Carter, wrestle at a tournament, no legs and no arms. I'm like, it just touched my soul. I'm like, you know what? I, I want to scholarship somebody in. This is a time to, to give back to the community. I called his school in Hillsboro. Week later, it gives me a call back. I trained him all year long, and I kid you not, I don't know what we did. I mean, you can get someone in great shape and, and all that, but it, it goes deeper than that. This kid during the season was 39 and 0. He came down on every Saturday from an hour plus away and worked hard. I even created a DVD over it. I should have brought something. If you email me, I'll send you one, okay? It's, a, it's so inspiring, okay? So guess what happened? He went to state. All this international and, and nationwide publicity. Oh, his trainer did this and that. I mean, I got credit for it. I, I, I got goosebumps. But man, he worked hard. It was his credit. But guess how many wrestlers wanted to come and train with me? There's your marketing. And I got a lot of our stories, but those are the main stories I want to share with you. Okay? What do you offer? That, that's huge. What do you offer? You can't offer all this stuff because you're going to paralyze somebody. They're gonna, you're going to lose them. They're going to walk out of your facility. We offer at CFF, all we offer is personal training and, and fit classes. Right, right here. This is what you see. Two things. That's all we offer. And I tell my staff, we got to be really good at these two things. If you're good at two, good, or you're great, world-class at two things, don't you think people are going to want to want to train with you? Everybody wants to open up a facility and say, oh, I want yoga, I want Pilates, I want CrossFit, I, I want personal training, all this stuff. You're going to lose your people. You're going to lose them. I've, I've seen it and been there. Okay? So what you offer is important. Do not offer the house. Offer a little bit. Offer what you're good at, what you're really good at. What about accounting? Have I even talked about training yet? You hear me? I haven't talked about training yet. I've talked about all these other things. <laughs> what about accounting? You, you better hire a really good accountant. You know why? Back in 2013, when taxes you know, we're, you know the, the time of taxes, I owe, I'll share this with you, I owe $40,000. I'm like, I'm with my account, I'm like, what, what? Are you serious? I had to go to his office, I, I, I was crying, I'm like, you're kidding me. I did, I made a mistake by hiring a cheap accountant that wasn't on it. I owed $40,000 back in 2013. Do not make that mistake. Hire someone, I don't care if they're 300 bucks an hour, you better hire them. Do your research. I hired somebody that was like, earned her 100 bucks an hour at the time. You get what you pay for. So hiring a good accountant is really important, really important. What about attorney? All your forms and, and, and all that stuff. 
um, your park cues, your liability form. Yeah, you can get that stuff on the internet, but if you get it on the internet, you better have your attorney check it because it better relate to your own facility and, and what you do. Okay? You have to have attorney. Last year, my first lawsuit. And I'll share this with you. I'll share it. It happens. When you're in business, it happens. I had one of my trainers leave me, 21 years old, thought he can go and be an independent contractor and take 10, wait, eight of my clients, my clients, not his clients, my clients, to a, a facility a half a mile down the street. Is he an idiot? So you know what I did? If I didn't have an attorney, would I, could I go after him? Can I get my clients back? No way, no way. So, you know, I don't ever want to be in that. Next time that happened, I won't, you know what? I won't let that happen. Because that, that's miserable. That's the worst thing I've ever been through in my entire life, man. That, that, that was, you're in court, you're, you're going through all this stuff. It's miserable. You don't want to deal with that stuff. So now, uh, you know, he owes me money. Not a lot. But now I got, don't say, uh, it, this is on podcast, right? Um, he, he owes me money. He's, he's been paying it. But now I have to train my attorney, okay, for a certain amount of time. I'm not going to say how much time, but I got to train him. So in a way, I lost money, but I can go to bed out of peace of mind because he got penalized for, for his, his mistake. You don't do that to somebody. You, you have to have integrity. You don't do that. Okay? So attorney. And also, what if you... What if you get sued? What if you hurt somebody? You gotta have attorney, because you can go out of business in a heartbeat. Because people do get hurt while you train them. You know, hopefully you're not a bad trainer, you're not doing dangerous things to them, or I would really get a good attorney, okay? So, attorney shoes. Now, insurance, what about insurance in case you got sued too you need insurance you need liability insurance for all your people in, in your facility your clients and your trainers you need insurance can we talk about training yet see alright now let's talk about training now you have to find a uh, a methodology, a philosophy, a model of training. You can't just throw spaghetti against the wall and do all this stuff. I mean, you gotta know how to train somebody safely where they're gonna get results. You, know, you gotta have a, 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 like a Hawkeyes for, for your people. What's good form? How do you do a lunge? How do you know when to progress them? If they're, they're doing bodyweight stuff and they're dysfunctional, why would you load them? That's like putting a, a, a roof over a tent. You don't load somebody if they can't give you a, a body weight squat or lunge or push up. So find your, if you're an owner, you gotta create greatness in your facility and for your staff. You gotta teach them because when you hire somebody, they're, they're not great. They're good wanting to be great. Okay? So, so training philosophy. So again, surround yourself with those world-class individuals that that, that you wrote down, okay? What about your staff? 
Staff is what takes you from a job, from a job to a business, okay? So it's, it's staff is, is, it's people, 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 human capital. You will not succeed without a staff if you own your own business, okay? So make sure you treat your staff really well, like I do, okay? Because those guys, your, your staff, your trainers, they want three things. They want learning, they want money, they want to be feel valued, they want to be uh, acknowledged. What do, what do trainers need? Okay, they they need to uh, they need to be taught, they need to, need to be compensated, they need feedback, and they need to be praised. So if you own a personal training facility. And it's not independent contracting like, like Eric does. That's a little different. I'm staff. You have to treat your trainers like that. How do you lock them in? How do you lock them in? Okay? I'm going to lock you guys in for 12 years. Okay? So how, how do you lock these guys in? I mean, obviously being a small business, insurance is tricky. I don't give them insurance, health insurance yet, but I do offer benefits. And as I know, and, and if Eric knows better, I'm the only one in Cincinnati that has staff and that offers my staff benefits. So what's the benefits I offer them if they're averaging 24 sessions a week? That's the number I came up with for, from 12 years of experience. I'd like to do 30, but there's, there's not a lot of horses anymore. You gotta get ponies. I mean, that, besides these guys, they're horses. Okay, so, um, so, so benefits, they get PTO. Pay time off if they're averaging 24 sessions a week. Okay, you gotta do your math and what, what makes the business money, what makes your trainers money, stuff like that. Uh, they get vacation time off, pay time off. They get a $200 allowance to a workshop, fitness workshop. They get to work out for free. I pay for their, their insurance. Um, their, their family gets a 50% discount, they want training and, and uh, fit classes, what else do I offer? But anyway, that, I, I didn't even have benefits. I didn't even have benefits till two years ago when well, I thought this guy was gonna be with me forever. I thought we were gonna be a partner. He was gonna open up another CFS somewhere. I lost him, I was crying just being a business owner. I'm telling you, I cried right in front of him when he left that last day. I'm like, man. I mean, it's, it, it kicked me in the gut, but it made me better. It's like, man, I need to, I need to offer these guys a career, not a, just a personal training job, okay? A career, job means just over broke, right? But I, I wanna offer them a career. So that guy left, got a great opportunity, and I, I look at it, and it hurt at, at the time, but you can't leave a legacy if your people stay with you forever. I want to leave a legacy. He's kicking butt, man. He's doing really well. But that taught me if he had benefits, he would have stayed with me. He would have stayed with me longer. Not forever, but longer. At a time that I needed him. And you have to spend time with your staff. If you're an owner and you're always gone and you don't make time for your staff, like have them over for a Bengals game or take them out to dinner, um, Educate them, spend time with them. They're they're gonna leave you because what's what trainer? What do they want? 
They want to feel acknowledged. They want learning. You got to teach them that stuff. All right. So that that's your staff. Okay. To me, this is a number one thing right here. Customer customer service. Customer service is your biggest area area where you can rise above the competition. If you if you don't have world class customer service, it's gonna be really really difficult to succeed. So the environment at CFF that I foster and, and my team has fostered is great customer service, great care. We we serve. So I have a five foot rule. When you go into CFF, I don't care if you're not training that that person, that client. You have to say. Hi, Connor, how are you? Not, hey, how are you? Or just kind of wave. And I'm still watering that down. I still get on my staff. Every meeting, they'll hear it in the first meeting. I said, hey, we need to get better at the five-foot rule. Because what if my trainer leaves for vacation and you're so nice to that other client, they're going to be like asking for you. Hey, what about uh, Connor? I want to train with him. He always smiles. He's upbeat. He's positive. He just brings good energy for me. And he always acknowledges me. Makes me you know, says hi to my name. That's the most precious voice you can ever hear. A name. Don't say, hey, how are you? So even me, I, being the owner, there's so many people, I still got to learn names. And, and I still got to get better at it. But I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm pretty good with names. Okay? So customer service is huge. It's your business competitive advantage. It's not your exercises and your, and, and your methodology. If you really want to stand out in the fitness world, you've got to deliver world-class customer service. It has to be impeccable. This is an area where business owners spend little or no time on. Why, why, do you, why, why does your clients come to see you? Not because that kettlebell's real shiny. It's because of customer service. They, they, uh, it's experience. People pay for experience. People pay for... Uh, trainers that really care about them. If you care for someone, that's priceless. I've had clients for 15, 16 years. And I'm, I'm not kidding you. Why? Because I care about them. I want to do a good job with them. I'm coaching them. I'm not, my trainers, the posture of training in this world, go and look at it. Go to any, mainly big chains. They're like this, looking at their clock. Oh, when, I'm, when am I finished with this session? They're crossing their arms. Right here, hands in pocket. Nah, man, get on them and coach Sam. Sam will tell you, I'm like, hey, fix this and get, the, get this. You know, sometimes you can overcoach that, but you know, coach it, be engaged, connect with, with your client. Don't just sit there and be like, this to me, you're shut down, man. You're bored. Get out of your field. You're bored. Go home. Okay? So people want to experience. People care about the service and the price. Read that book, one of the best books I've ever read, and I still revert back to it. The best on customer service, Raving Fans. Who, who's read that book? Does it, does it light you up every time you read it? It's pretty awesome. Oh my God, man. That thing's awesome. So that, that book, uh, who, who is that? Ken Blanchard, right? I mean, he talks about you can't have satisfied customers. You can't, you can't have them. You gotta go out and you gotta experience, they have to experience something really well with you where they go out and rave about you. 
If you if you if they're dissatisfied, they're not going to talk about you. Your business isn't going to grow and prosper. Read that book. One of the best books for business. I don't care what business you're in. It's it's the, my favorite, anyways. And I still read it. What what about relationships? So at CFF, you know we we don't think you know our customers. We don't think clients or members. We think relationship, relationship. When my uh, trainers, you know, they, they, they say my clients and this, I'll, I'll, make, I'll challenge them, I'll, I'll challenge them to think a little bit deeper. Who, who, who is it? It's your friends. And I'll prove it to you because, okay, two scenarios. The guy that, that went down the street and took my clients, I did not build a relationship with eight of his clients. Why? Because I wasn't there when he was training them. I didn't make an effort, so I learned from them. That was my fault. They left. That wasn't his fault. That was my fault. I didn't build a relationship with those clients. If I had a relationship with those clients, they would have never left me, ever. So building relationships. It's all about building relationships, caring for, for people. If you build a relationship with your client, that person will never leave you. So another, another example is, I, I, just, I just got married a month ago, uh, uh, yesterday was a month, I just got married, finally, okay? So, so I, I was talking to Allison last night, my, my wife, and I'm like, I'm doing this talk, and I want to kind of know the percentage, we're going through all the names that were at, what, were at our wedding. Guess how many were at our wedding from the CFF family, not just my friends, her friends, my family, her family. Take a guess, the percentage of the CFF family that was at our wedding. 80. 75, like 74%. I'm going to do that math again, but 74%. That's awesome, man. That was well over half of our wedding. <clears throat> so create relationships. Create relationships. Have a great culture where you're introducing your clients. So what, what's your name? Tommy. Tommy? <clears throat> Kyle, you, you come in, you don't know Kyle. Tommy, hey, this is Kyle, meet me him. You guys, you, you train with Connor, you train with Ryan. So we're connecting our clients. So guess what happened? Our clients, it's a family environment, a family environment. Guess what our clients do? They go out, they tailgate at, at Bengals games, they go golfing together. So I created and my team created a whole family environment. That's huge. That is huge. Relationships are huge. Okay? So, so customer service, to me, that, that's what, what sets you apart. That's what <laughs> makes you stand out. Relationships, you've you got to create relationships. You have to. You can't, just, you, you can't just train somebody and just see them in a the gym. Okay? You've got to go out to your, you know... Uh, support your clients. Go like I supported a uh, uh, Xander Sam's uh, son at a lacrosse game. I, I I asked my staff. I'm like, hey, you got to get get to one of your athletes' games. You just don't have a relationship in the gym. You get out there and support that guy or girl because they're working hard for you. Develop a, a relationship with them. Then all of a sudden you meet their parents, and then there's Marky right there. Oh, this is so and so's trainer. 
There you go. There's another nugget for you. <laughs> and that's, that's happened to me, and I got business off that. But I don't do it for business. I do it because it, it's in my soul, in my heart, that I want to support that, that person. You have to have that. You can't just have a mindset of, uh, oh, I'm going to go to this because I'm going to create a lot of business. You, you do that, you're, you're going to be broke. You have to be uh, real about it and feel it in your, in your DNA. All right, sit, uh, systems. You, you, and and I, I'll be honest with you, I'm still not good at systems. I'm, I, I'm decent, but what systems stand for? Does anybody know? Man, you better, you better write this one down, because this is a good one, okay? Save yourself significant time, energy, and money. You have to have a system for everything you do in your business. Your hiring process. What's your system? Do you have a system for that? Speaking of hiring, hire good people who want to be great. Hire character, not skill. I'm not, I don't care about all these PhDs and, and, and all this stuff. I, I'll, I'll hire a waitress before I'll, I'll hire a 12-year uh, trainer that has an ego. Uh-uh. I don't want, I won't, I don't want that. I can treat, or I can train any monkey how to train, but I can't train a personality or, or any of that stuff. Okay, so uh, system. Save yourself significant time and energy and money. Do you have a system for your time? Do you have a system for your marketing? Do you have a system for customer service? What's your system if your client doesn't show up and you're waiting at eight a.m. in the morning? They don't show up. What do you do? Uh, I get paid for it and not follow through. You gotta have a follow through system, customer service system, follow through. They'll tell you, follow through, follow through. So you gotta create all these systems. Because if you don't, you're gonna be an owner doing a lot of things. Half, you're gonna be mediocre. And you're not gonna be able to focus on the stuff that you're good at. So systems, there's tons of systems in a personal training business, as a personal trainer as well, and owning a personal training facility. Do you have a system how to train your trainers? What's your what what's what's your your systems? Do, do, do you uh, do you have a system on um, how do you clean your facility? Yeah, that's a system that I gotta get better at. <laughs> right now, Connor's new and he's cleaning my facility. You know, so systems are are, are huge. If you want to be successful. Everything I talked about for the last uh, 50 minutes, I mean, that, that's my heart and soul. That, that's my victories, my, my uh, pure, authentic way of uh, speaking to you today. Um, one of the mistakes I'm, I'm making or I've made the last 12 years of being in business is, one of them is obviously that attorney, not hiring a good attorney. The bathrooms was a mistake, open it up. And then, and then, you know, if you really want to see success, you, being an owner, and this is really hard for me, and it still is, but I've gotten so much better at it. And I think my wife keeps me in line with it. Get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. You can't micromanage. You got to delegate. You got to trust. 
Um, You've you got to be, be that person. You know, trust, trust your staff to do, do a good job. Trust them to, to do what you're not good at. Like my, my, my wife, weird saying wife, but uh, she, she does, she's so good at the bookkeeping stuff, the, the ringing in, the, all the checks and the bank stuff. I, you know what? I don't want to waste my time on that. I'm good at education, educating my trainers, which I don't spend enough time with because of, of a bunch of stuff right now. I'm good at training. I'm good at motivating. I'm good at speaking. Stuff like that I, that moves my soul. I, that stuff doesn't move my soul. I get bored. I'm like, I hate this stuff. So you got to learn how to delegate and trust your people. Sarah, one of my head trainers, I said, you know what? Educate all, all the uh, new trainers. Educate them on the basics. And then I'll fill in and give them the, the good, the, the more in-depth stuff. Okay? But educate them well. Learn the basics, Sarah. Learn I don't even, she doesn't even report back to me. I trust her. I know she's doing a great job. I hear from them. So she's a, basically the, the uh, director of education. You know? So hire, hire people that, that can do a better job than you, okay? And that you don't, you don't want to do. Do what you're really good at and hire somebody else for the rest of the stuff. Got it? I know, I want to say at least 15 minutes, 20 minutes for Q&A. Uh, do, do you want to do some Q&A? I hope so. And then you guys, if you have questions, charm in. They'll pull at you. And, um, same with you. Keep on. That was awesome, by the way. Thank you so much, Eric. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. A couple of things that you want to hit on that you got from if you guys have your um, your syllabus with you, we do have someone come in and talk to you about finances. I think I've had on before about about uh, finances and legalities, things to worry about, things to look at, specifically with uh, fitness industry, not just like you know, if there's someone running like an auto shop or something like that. This is like specific to the industry, so um, we're gonna have people come in for that too. But um, I do have a question to kick it off. No. See, this, this is why he's such a good trainer and successful. Because he asks questions and he likes to learn. Right? So, you mentioned a lot about um, ways to get clients, but what's the most valuable tool that you have? That you, the way that you get clients, what do you value the most? Customer service. Right, I mean, hands down. Because we get, nowadays, I mean, I, I, I keep track of who, who comes in those doors. A lot of them are internal referrals now. Referrals? Yeah. Absolutely. Internal referrals. Because you do such a good job, customer service, they're going to rave about you. You know? Like the, so, like the, the thing that we're setting up online, the, the thumbtack, super important. It's great. But once you get the person in front of you, it's what that person says to the next person about what you did. I think we talked about that too on Monday. But I'm not big, I mean, I know it can be good, but I'm not a big Facebook guy and I'm not big on business cards because you gotta go out and connect with people, man. You know, if you don't connect with them, you give them, uh, Kyle? Yeah. You give Kyle a business card, hey, I'm Scott, good pass, I'm a trainer, hey, uh, we, we're talking, yeah, you like to, you wanna build some muscle and blah, blah, blah. I give you a business card and I don't get your information, you're not gonna call me. Majority of the time, 85, 90% of the time, they won't call you. 
got to get their information. If you have a business card, hey, what's your information? Get it and call him. Follow through. Have a system. Follow through. Okay, you're training with me tomorrow, right? You have a business card? <laughs> no, but I, it's all right here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Just in time. It was. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you'd like to suggest a topic or be a part of the show, get in touch with Eric on any social media platform at Eric Feigl or email fcp at ericfeigl.com. Make sure to check back every Tuesday and Thursday for more fitness candor.